0: Welcome to the Guide Me Glow podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Tang, and I'm a holistic health coach that is here to help you become your glowier self mentally, physically, and spiritually. I'm a lifestyle and wellness content creator and founder of the wellness platform Guide Me Glow. In this podcast, I share my journey and knowledge on all things self development, manifesting, confidence, healing your relationship with food and body, and so much more. Follow for weekly episodes to listen to on your Glow Girl Walk. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode on the Guide and podcast. Today I'm super excited for this episode because we have Olivia Arzolo here. She is Australia's number one sleep expert and she is literally so knowledgeable in all things sleep, and she has a certification in nutrition, fitness, has a degree in psychology. Um, and sleep psychology, so honestly she knows her stuff. She's also the author of the book Bear, Lion, Wolf. We take a deep dive into her brain and talk about her struggles in the past, how she got into this kind of work, and honestly, she is just such a sweet soul, you know, someone that you just click with straight away. So I really hope you can kind of feel that in this episode too, and yeah, you guys will find out what is the best night sleep routine that will change your life, the step-by-steps, and you know, sleep is obviously so important because it allows us to get our beauty sleep, it allows our body to reach january and also be so much more energized for the next day so without further ado let's get into the episode so hi olivia welcome to the guide me Glow podcast i'm so excited to have you on
1: i am super excited especially after such a beautiful conversation i know that this is going to be a great
0: podcast (laughs) i know we were literally just chatting for like literally 45 minutes just before this podcast so i was like i want to ask you a question but yeah, got to wait for the podcast,
1: right? The entire time that we allocated for the podcast, we just
0: had a general chit chat first. I know. <laughs> the best way. Olivia is an expert in sleep. So I'm really excited to chat to you about that. Do you want to um, well, actually, before we get to the podcast, I always give our listeners an affirmation of the week. So something that's just going to, you know, inspire them and set them off for a good tone of the day. So do you have an affirmation of the week you want to leave our listeners with?
1: I would love to. Sure. Um, I trust that I am in exactly the right place at exactly the right time and everything is unfolding as I, exactly as it should. I love that. I think this yeah, one I love that quote. Thank you. This one is good to me because I feel like often we try and rush and when we remind ourselves that we are exactly where we need to be and everything is happening at it's right time, we don't feel such an urgency to get to the next point because we realize that whatever is happening now, it's where we need to be and the lessons that we are taking from this experience, this, this day, right now is what we need to grow and evolve and flourish so don't rush through this moment otherwise you'll miss the lessons that you need that universe needs you to learn you might not know that you need to learn but the universe mm-hmm. needs you to learn like for example i'm in mykonos right now you know party central like amazing and like four days ago or sorry about three days ago i, I started feeling like so sick that like literally i just have been laying in bed for the past two days which is definitely like my intention was to come here and dance as much as i
2: could which i definitely (laughs) did before
1: i came before i got before i started feeling unwell but then you know now the universe is like you know what like you just need to just lay down and rest and I just need to honor that. I can't fight against it. And so, you know, I can't rush through this and, you know, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. No, no, no. The universe is telling Mm -hmm. me what I need right now and that's to just rest and rejuvenate. And even though that's not what I thought I needed, I trust the universe and I trust that it's going to send me what I need. And if that was to make me feel so, you know, so unwell that, you know, taking a 10-minute walk was taxing, then, you know, that's what I needed. Yeah. so yeah, that's, oh
0: that's my a God. little quite yeah. of that. No, I agree. It was like I was thinking about that literally this weekend. I was like, if like there's no point wishing that you were somewhere or doing something else, because like if you should be doing that you would be doing that exactly right, and so just yeah. trust that whatever you're doing right now is the right thing for you and i think when you just think like that it just leaves you to be so much more peaceful because then you're not thinking of all the other things that you should be doing or what could be because there's a million other things that you could be doing but it's like if you're not doing that right now then it's, you're not meant to be there exactly so yeah i love yeah. that oh,
1: thank you thank you for sharing
0: yeah do you want to tell us about you know your journey into I guess being a sleep expert, what that means and your kind of health and wellness journey, how you got into it?
1: I would absolutely love to. So, my journey to be a sleep expert, so uh, I think when I was, that sort of started when I was about 17, like my journey towards there. Um, I was really, really unwell. I had severe anorexia, severe depression, and I was hospitalized because I was just not able to take care of myself physically or mentally, and so um, I was really, really unwell. And I needed to be in hospital for like in, as an inpatient for about six weeks, and then as an outpatient for about three months. And through that journey, I went from being really, really unwell and really, you know, um, sick, into a place where, I, and really, you know, I didn't want to live and I didn't want my life. And then I re- eventually got to a point where I started to fight for my life and I used my supports. I used my team to help me get better. And through that process, and then I started to actually feel better and started to, you know, be able to live and be able to be happy and free again and, you know, abundant in energy. And it was just such a beautiful transformation to go from that darkest dark to that lightest light. And I realized that that was sort of my purpose when I, you know, in my life was to help people transform in that, in that way as well, you know, move from their darkest dark to their lightest light and to help them feel, feel full and free and on fire again. Um, so when I, but I knew that I also needed, rather than just my experiences, I was like, I need to understand the science about how to make people feel their best inside and out, you know, mentally, physically. So I went and studied. So I studied a bachelor of social science, majored in psychology, a um, diploma of health science, nutritional medicine, a certificate three and four in fitness. And then my last one was a certificate of sleep psychology. Now, I knew that I wanted to help people feel their best but I didn't know how I just wanted to have all of these all of this understanding so I could help with wellness and then I started mm. doing co- yeah, and then I started doing coaching and some personal training and mindset coaching and then I had some sleep clients and my sleep clients started to get really good results really fast and this was by around so my degrees took me about nine years and then so this was around about 2018 I started to see my sleep clients And they got really good results really fast, and I they were like super excited about it. And for me, I was like, for me, it's really easy to fix sleep. I just put together psychology, fitness, nutrition, and sleep psychology, and then it's there's just short, sharp, actionable tips. Here's the things you do. Here's the things you don't do. It's for me, it's very logical. Mm. And when I started to do this and started speak with speak with just the general my friends and whatnot. Every single person was like, help me with sleep, help me with sleep, help me with sleep. And I was just like, wow, I think there's like a real need for this. Then I started to think about it. I'm like, all right, if I was, if I needed sleep help, where would I go to? Like outside of, you know, like a doctor, because I feel like I don't, I don't doctors just prescribe sleeping pills. That's what all my clients yeah. And that's, that's, that's what's quite well known. And so I was like, who would be like a, you know, a person in the complimentary alternative space, like a nutritionist, but a sleep person. I was like, I couldn't actually think of anyone that did it. And I was like, I think that, I think the world needs this. And I feel like I'm getting an insight into how I can help because my clients are getting great results and really fast. And if I can help that and replicate that, then that can be amazing and life-changing for so many people. And so I decided to specialize and then, you know, really like hone in all my skills, do heaps more of just independent learning. And I, you know, then just, yeah, um, I guess, focused all my work on sleep and very quickly started seeing more clients, very quickly started working in the media and started getting a lot of like brand partnerships. You know, I did my first one with Sealy Posturepedic, my second one with Ikea, and then just really, Highlighted the the science based straightforward sleep tips that can help people literally feel sleep better, like starting that night. So that was two thousand eighteen, and then I really continued largely in the media in two thousand and nineteen, as well as some private clients, and then and same with two thousand and twenty. And then 2021, I was approached by a book publisher to write my first book, *Bear, Lion, Wolf*, um, which amazing. I, thanks. And then, so I wrote that throughout the pandemic, which was a great project to work on. Um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. That was. a I – mean,
0: I mean, that was actually really therapeutic because it's like if you can't go anywhere, you're just like you know writing the book. And right. Just it was. It was. It was good. It
1: was really good. Um, yeah. and then that was published in February this year and then I'm really proud to say that it's now in 11 countries um which is really mm-hmm. cool including your hometown of London and including my family's hometown yeah. of um Italy so yeah and it's just been And now I'm in the process of developing retreats for 2023 um, with some other both my own retreats and then co-collaborating with other wellness experts so um as well as doing you know I just thought I launched an online course earlier this year um the book's still going well I still have a few private clients and yeah all things are just trucking along well and an exciting space to be and um I think of all the things I'm really excited about my retreats are
0: the most exciting one, to be honest <laughs> yeah yeah because I guess it's more in person as well yeah um and I know that sounds like an amazing journey and how like how everything is just kind of after obviously that it's just kind of like flowed into one thing into another and it's just kind of continued and yeah has it seemed like quite obviously you've put a lot of effort and work into it but has it seemed to be quite like flowy the way it's kind of just planned yeah. out you know when things yeah. it's like it's meant to happen
1: yeah definitely I feel like you know before I did sleep I was just doing general wellness and I was always trying to find my thing because I had you know I had all these degrees but they didn't, like, mm. it's not like it, you know, you say, for example, you study physiotherapy and then you know you're going to be a physiotherapist, like, that's, your, you know, that's your degree. Whereas I sort of had yep. my, I had this, um, you know, freedom to, and, you know, like, uh, fluidity of how did, I, how did I best want to apply my degrees? And, you know, I care about helping feel, people feel their best in their body and helping people feel their best in their mind. But what does that mean day to day? And, you know, like, there's also, like, there's a lot of people already helping with those things. You know, mindset is probably one of the most, one of the things that I really, really love. But I feel like there's so many people yeah. trying to, you know, guide with mindset and meditation and all of that. And they're amazing and they've been doing it so long. So when I was trying to, I guess, you know, deliver that service, there wasn't really the interest from private clients or from the media. People were just like, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Whereas as soon as I started doing sleep, it was just like, I was just this magnet and everyone's just like, Voom. I'm just like, geez, <laughs> you know? Like, wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's definitely been, um, you know, has continued on that path. It's like, um, you know, my first partnerships, just like, I don't have a PR agency or anything. They just like Sealy Posteropedic just popped into my emails like, Hey, would you? Just, yeah. Would you like to explore being our media partner? I'm like, yes, I would. <laughs> and then, <Yeah. laughs> you know, and then, um, you know, IKEA did the same thing. Like these are global brands, like brands that I would have dreamed about working with. Um,
0: yeah.
1: you know, and, and outside of that, you know, like I get hit up on Instagram all the time. Like, oh my god, I've been searching for sleep sleep support for so long. Help me, help me, help me. You know, and then, like, same with my book. It's like I didn't. I didn't outreach for that. They just popped into my email and they're just like, hey, have you thought about writing a book? And I was like, yeah, I just haven't had the time, but if you want to chat about it, let's chat, you know. So yeah. it's, it's compared to how, how hard I know that I was trying to find my niche prior to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like there was like a good, like a good three years of after I'd finished my degrees of just an uphill battle where I was just I was just trying, trying. I was like, hey, I can help with this. I can help with this. I can help with this. And I was like, yeah. And then I did sleep, and it was just like, "Okay, you you you're a sleep girl." Okay, like let let us come to you. And so it's been really beautiful because, you know, I just I want to help people so so much, and I want to you know yeah. them to have that transformation like I had when I was when I was seventeen. You
0: know, um, yeah, and-, and, I, and I feel like that kind of goes to show like when you are truly in alignment with what you're doing, things just flow to you, and you don't have to try. So hard in that aspect whereas before you were saying how when you're doing more like general wellness things obviously you still had all that knowledge and you still ha- like wanted to help people but yeah when you didn't specialize like one thing almost like wish-washy kind of thing so maybe yeah. people didn't understand as much well. when you kind of yeah. hone into like one niche yeah then people know exactly what you know who you are and why they're Absolutely. coming to you
1: I was gonna say I think it's actually really like it's, it's quite true to me as well because of all, like, although I haven't struggled with sleep before, one of my biggest challenges, and I'm sure that you're well familiar with this, you know, in, you know, from, just from our prior conversations is like, um, you know, finding balance in your own self and not pushing yourself too hard and allowing yourself to really feel rested and rejuvenated. Um, I feel mm. like, you know, both of us, and I know for myself as well, I'm very, very ambitious. I'm very hardworking. Um, you know, I I have a very idealist mindset, which is fantastic, but this has meant that I have burnt myself out so many times because I just haven't allocated enough time to rest and to replenish. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's, you know, I chat with some of my mentors, my coaches about this. It's like how interesting that I teach the world to sleep and I teach the world how to rest when I know that my own personal journey one of my biggest lessons is how can I feel more rested how can I feel more rejuvenated so I feel like it's interesting that the universe decided that this was going to be my specialty because I feel like that in my own path is something that I've needed to learn and that I still need to learn is allocating enough time and energy for, for rejuvenation and you know looping back to why maybe why I've become unwell in the last few days like when I got to Mykonos I was like I'm just gonna dance all I can I don't think my brain was thinking here's 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 a time for rest and here's a time for dancing it was just like dancing and so it's like okay yeah I you, you didn't you didn't allocate any time for rest and rejuvenation okay now there's gonna be no dancing and just all your rejuvenation
0: yeah like forced (laughs) but you have no choice but it's and I like I think that's the thing when people see like you know wellness experts or experts in the industry they think oh this person is like got it all sorted and they're all they're perfect but it's really not like that it's like we're still having to remind ourselves of like these things that we know we should do but we're human like things fall out of balance sometimes but it's just about knowing the tools to get yourself back to like balance and I think that's really it it's just knowing the balance between you know having all those great routines but then also like allowing yourself to live a bit because yeah you're in Mykonos and you're not gonna get the opportunity all the time to like dance and stuff like that you know there so make the most of it
1: right exactly right exactly right so um yeah I think yeah I think that it is it is interesting you know how that is interesting and I think even just in my own experience, you know, even like yesterday I woke up, I feel like I had been hit by a truck. And, you know, I like, like, I, I literally, I, I was, I was going to send you an email and be like, I am so sorry to do this, but I cannot do the call. Like, I could barely speak. Like, I woke up yesterday and I was like, I'm so sorry. I, can't talk. I, was, I was like oh my god so i literally just i laid down all day and i got an iv injection and like i drank like a ton of water and i ate so much food like mm. healthy food and um yeah mm. i felt, felt held a lot better but and so i woke up this morning and i was like oh my god i'm alive again fantastic yeah yeah <laughs> but i think it's and so like that's my experience but then i also have remembered times where I might, you know, especially while I've been traveling, you know, there have been some weird time zones or, you know, I've I've had to, I've had like a a 1am flight and then I've landed at 4am and I've slept for like two hours. And remembering that, you know, although I haven't had ongoing sleep problems, there's times that I get deprived of sleep and then I get proper sleep. Oh my God, you feel like a different person. You know, if ever I feel like I'm not aligned or I'm not on my path, I just remember the feeling that. You have, and that I've had, you know, temporarily, you know, periodically, where I'm not sleeping well, and then I get a really good night's rest, and how that just makes you feel like a completely different person. You just feel like you're yeah. you're able to be energized and alert and function and you know um, process information and you know be involved in all the activities that you want to be involved in. You know you can go out with friends you can go to work and do your work properly you know and these are things that when you're not sleeping well you just don't have that capacity you just are like you're like a shell of a human and if ever Mm. I you know yeah and so just I just love knowing that the things that I teach people they give them this sense this sense of themselves back and that's just such a beautiful sentiment
0: Yeah I love that and like I totally agree it's like when you have it when I notice when I haven't had good sleep or any like you know not enough sleep that I needed I wake up Mm -hmm. and I just don't feel like you don't feel energized you don't feel like able to just be your best self and Mm -hmm. I think sleep yeah it's I feel like it's such a big topic as well There's like there's so much like I guess knowledge and like information behind it but I wanted to ask just backtrack a bit before you got into sleep and you got more into like wellness and stuff and mm. how you said you um started from like anorexia and depression what kind of stemmed that mm,
1: I just I think like I had, to, I had to say exactly but there was a lot of there was a lot of factors um challenging family dynamics like I was really close with my dad when I was growing up but then he used to live in the city and then only be home on a weekend and that was really hard for me because he was like my best friend and I didn't really have a lot of friends yeah. at school so like I was a bit I was, I was bullied a lot um, I wasn't very close to my mom my brother used to tease me but then beat me up you know just as brothers do nothing you know nothing uh, severe but you know, it was it was challenging, you know, to feel like my best friend I didn't have him, my brother was being mean, the kids at school were being mean, I didn't have, you know, any sense of peace. And so it's just I yeah. just remember being really quite sad as a child. And I think it just yeah. stemmed from that and you know, because I had developed my depression, like I remember being quite sad as a as a child. And yeah. you know, I when I was when I was fourteen, I tried to commit suicide. Like that's wow. pretty young. Yeah, That's a pretty young age to you know want to end your life. But it was just that yeah. point where I didn't, I didn't see it getting better, and it wasn't good at the time. So I didn't. I just wanted out. Um, thankfully, I didn't. And then um yeah. yeah. And then and then I developed after that. Then um, then I developed bulimia for a few years. Um, and I think that was just one of my best friends. She was bulimic, and I think it was maybe like me trying to like just bond with somebody, you know. And then, mm. um, but then after a while, and then I just, I think I, I don't know how I trans, why or how I really transferred. I, it's not actually I, I stayed with, I stayed with the with old concept of bulimia, but it was more like I just because there's two types of anorexia. There's the anorexia where you don't eat. And then there's the anorexia mm-hmm. where you eat and then you and then you purge. And so I actually had that form, which is, I think, this like similar, like it's as common. But um, but yeah. So then I just continued on that path, and then just started restricting more and more and more because I don't know. I think I just got more and more wrapped up in that that was going to be my solution to you know end my misery and end the pain of you know being alone and feeling lonely all the time I just remember being really really lonely all the time I feel like that's what really drove my trauma and drove those conditions Um, yeah and something that yeah like I'm you know it's still you know when you I think when you grow up like that when you grow up with mental health challenges they don't just or even you know sleep challenges it's not just something like that one day it's just like cured. Like you've got to be proactive yeah. and, and work on it. Like, you know, there's practices and principles that I that I do every day that make sure that I stay on, on track. And that's, you know, for me that's writing my gratitude journal. That's making sure that I get out walking every day, in nature every day, ideally taking a swim every day. Um, you know, having... A really nourishing meal with friends or family or you know connect with somebody i connect with um mm. you know and this is similarly you know my clients that with their sleep it's like you don't just like the sleep routine that i'll share with you guys that i'll share with you and your audience it's not just like you do that one night and then you can and then your sleep fixed no this is the thing like you need to there's certain practices and principles that you need to execute night after night and day after day that allow you to stay on track and you know this is that that's just that that's just the way the universe works it's like you can't you can't not obey not not respect your body and not obey the your innate needs and your innate biology and just expect it's going to work you know just like if yeah. i yeah just like if i don't do my gratitudes if i don't do my if i don't spend enough time in nature if i don't spend enough time just going for like you know self-reflective walks like i know that i feel like my, i'm not i'm not that vibrant sense of myself it's the same with yeah you know with any processes and practices that allow you to be your best you've got to work on it every day and every you know every every day so yeah
0: well yeah it is and i think that's why it's like it, it really is a lifestyle because it's like those practices that mean you do every day. Yeah, same with me, like journaling, meditation, walking, like all those things. I even feel like if I miss one day and I've been doing it for like, I would say consistently the past like couple of years now, i like, if I miss one, even like one day of meditation or something, like I do feel off. And it's like, it just it just goes to show it actually sometimes does not maybe it won't, ma- it won't matter like how long you've been doing it for. Like if you do stop doing it, then it's not like, you know it's you're gonna stay it's like a thing that you have to keep on repeating to maintain the thing it's like going to the gym you could go to the gym for like years and then if you suddenly stop going you're not going to still stay the same you know you've got to like keep building on it
1: definitely couldn't, couldn't agree more
0: how did you find with the, yourself like finding those daily rituals and things that you do how did you come to this is the thing that helps me the most just, just test and error
1: like like trial and error yeah um I've always been a really i'm I've always been very invested in like fitness like like love the gym love walking love running um, so that was always like that was always even in my childhood that was always like my piece of sanity my piece of um, yeah. serenity so that was that's like always just like it's not like except for when I'm really, really sick. It's not like, oh, will I exercise day? It's just like, what am I going to do? Because I just, it's not just for my body, it's also for my mind. It's just my, it's just my time. Um, and yeah. so that's, that's always been a, a big, I guess, almost just like intuitive. It's just like, of course, like, of course. Um, gratitude is something that I've probably learned more through, you know, through asking and through asking others who are, you know happy reading books about you know happiness and reading mm. you know listening to podcasts and things and one of the probably the most outstanding things that i learn from all of the teachers be it you know big spiritual teachers like buddha or you know some of my coaches that i you know personally talk to every week is the importance of daily gratitude it's just for that sense of happiness tranquility contentness um and so that's something that I really try and implement. Um, mindfulness meditation as well, I feel like, is a fundamental and something that um, again, you know, through I guess I pick up when I, I'm quite sensitive to do with energies. And so when I see when I when I sense that somebody is really grounded, I speak to them about it. Or if I listen to like a podcast, I can feel the person is really grounded, or if I read a book um you know watch a movie and i know that one of the most common um themes for those people who are really calm centered grounded individuals is that they all meditate as well um Um. yeah and i think and then similarly you know the a lot of these people who also share you know happiness um You know that sense of balance as well then they they make sure that they take care of the other fundamentals which for me are just quite intuitive it's just like making sure you're nourishing with wholesome foods every day you know you're having like a diet like your grandma would eat you know trying to eat as close to the close to nature as possible um you know getting sufficient sleep that aligns with aligns with us the external circadian rhythm you know Going to going to bed when it's dark and and getting up when it's getting light, like these basic yeah. you know principles. And then from those that are really like even more advanced and even more elevated, I've noticed that they do things such as um, you know ice bathing and hot and like like cold and hot plunges, um, breath work, yoga is often 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 in there as well, weight training. Um, so, yeah, all these things you just pick up from from people who are seeming to be living their best life or, you know, actually doing it. So mm-hmm. I try and mm-hmm. implement these things as I can and, you know, but at the same time I understand, like, not all of their, of their practices is going to be for me. Like, for example, my meditation is my walks. Like I love meditation but just to sit there is not my thing and my, my meditation teacher is going to help going to hate me saying this but it's not my thing <laughs> whereas you put me in front of like you you give me a nice beach walk nothing grounds me more not all of the sitting meditation in the world yeah. and so yeah. you've got to yeah and you know like i love breath work but i find it like extremely taxing so it's not a daily thing for me ice baths i hate them not my thing <laughs>
0: <feel great> <laughs> does doing, anyone actually really
1: right? yeah, let's yeah. be honest right <laughs>
0: yeah
1: (laughs) give me like a lukewarm um like ocean like this is okay but like ice like it's just not like so you know you find what works for you and then you implement that and I think that's a really beautiful um a beautiful learning process and you know something that you just continue to do throughout your life is ever evolving and ever growing and ever learning what best serves you
0: yeah and I think that's it like you hear I guess like it's quite common for people to be like yes like show gratitude and do your meditation and like get your sleep to some people might be like oh well it's so obvious but it's like well there's a reason why when you ask someone and they that's the answer because it actually does work that is the stuff that you need to be doing but yeah it's finding something that works in your own way because everyone's version of meditation everyone's version of journaling or showing gratitude is so different so it's just yeah being individual to yourself and not feeling like you do have to just like copy someone else's version of like their morning routine or whatever and actually turning in thinking okay like what actually does work for me and make me feel my best but you know your journey is honestly incredible and how talking to you now and you know how we've just met today but I feel like you're like the most like happiest brightest little like angel so (laughs) but no honestly you obviously learned so much in your journey and what is you know, your method with clients, like when clients come to you about sleep, what is like the most common things that they struggle with and how do you work with them on that?
1: Sure. So definitely the most common challenge for my sleep clients is that they wake throughout the night. And I'm not meaning like once or twice. No. I'm meaning like, like anything from like three to five to ten times a night. or And, and a lot of them can't return no. to sleep as well. Um, So that's probably number one. And the other two is that they can't switch off at night. And then, yeah, they can't switch off at night. Um, As a result of either or both of those factors, they are typically waking up feeling super fatigued, super foggy. Um, They need to rely on a lot of caffeine. And then even when they do, they feel like the energy spikes and energy energy peaks and energy drops. Um, So that's probably the most. I find um, yeah that inability to stay asleep and get quality sleep and then as a result of that feeling really all over the place energetically and typically just lacking overall energy the next day um, and then if that goes on for long enough they just become but I've noticed they also become really anxious because they know that when they're going to sleep, they're not going to get the sleep that they need. So they become anxious throughout the night. Sorry, anxious towards the night. But then also just anxious throughout the day. Because it's like it's like you're a starving child, but you just can't get the food you need. You know you need it. You know that it's never mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. And so these people who are trying, especially those who are you know, trying different methods and everything and just nothing working, they just become really, really anxious and really depressed. Because... It's just like, I need to sleep, but I can't. What do I do? And, they, yeah. and, they, and a lot of them, they know that long-term, they don't want to take sleeping pills. So they know that's not like a, the solution, but they don't know what the solution is. so But again, just give, give up and you lose hope and it just becomes this awful experience of just feeling really sad and really hopeless and really depressed and then really anxious. And then even when you... Look at all the neurotransmitters that change um you know when you are um when you are not sleeping well cortisol for example it goes up like 37 percent um you know i think just just on that side note i think um there I, I wanted to share with you with your audience you know the reason we actually connected was through a platform that I am partnering with um, called Drop Health, And one of the best things about that is that it actually measures these um, neurotransmitters such as cortisol, so you can see exactly what are my profiles right now. And I think what's really beautiful is if your your cortisol is elevated and then you start to implement a bedtime routine, for example, then over time you can actually see that your cortisol profile will go down and and so you'll experience the qualitative and quantitative changes when it comes to improving your um you know in your, improving your well being. Sorry, that just just when I was talking about cortisol, it just made me think of that. I was like, oh, that's a good good time because, yeah, because I think it can be yeah. Well, I think it, the thing is that when you're struggling with sleep, you know, and this is something that I encourage my clients to do is that track you track the changes. Track what you're doing, and track the you know track using metrics, not just your own experience, but get something like a blood biomarker, which actually assesses what is happening in your body. And then when then you know three months later or so, you can do that again. And has what I've done led to changes in my physical being as well? Um, and I think mm. the thing is that knowing that you've got that that biological check in later. It actually makes you more accountable for making change now because you know that it's not just going to be dependent on how you feel that day it's like there are going to be specific tangible changes in your blood in your physical biology that if you do x then chances are y will change so for example if you do the bedtime routine chances are your cortisol levels will go down because that is one of the consequences of doing this sleep routine melatonin goes up sleep sorry cortisol goes down cortisol for all those who Mm -hmm. don't listen who all those don't know is a stress hormone it's what makes us feel anxious when you're not sleeping enough cortisol increases after one night of insufficient sleep it increases by 37 percent. after two nights it increases by 14%. it's huge this is this is why when you wake up after a really bad night's sleep or not enough sleep you feel really jumpy that's cortisol what, why is cortisol doing this to you because cortisol is trying to tell you it's trying to alert alert to you that something's not right in your body what's not right you haven't had enough sleep so it's a and to, to be increasing by so much demonstrates how important sleep is for our for our overall well-being mmm
0: so, what is the optimal hours of sleep then? Because I feel like, you know, everyone knows it's, is it really the eight hours, seven to eight hours, or can it be individual to each person?
1: So, like 95% of the population needs seven to nine hours. So, okay. um, seven to nine hours is what I'd recommend. For those who are sleep deprived, ongoing. Oh, you know if they face chronic sleep deprivation i feel like there may be a period where they may oversleep um you know more, more towards the nine hours just to catch up a little bit but also then they actually may once they're rebounding actually find that if they get seven hours that's actually enough for them because their body isn't used to having more sleep they might only be used to having like four hours of sleep for example so They get up to like six hours or seven mm. hours, and their body's like, "Holy Jesus, this feels incredible!" You know, um,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But what's more important than um, than quantity is quality. And you know, the bedtime routine, as so captured in your in our headline, the night routine that will change your life. Successful movers always. Yeah. Um, that's going <laughs> <grand. laughs> to. It's a good name, it's a good name. I, I was listening yeah. to a podcast that was titled that.
0: It's a question that everyone wants to know. Right, right. Um,
1: so, well, I guess it's a perfect time to now go into that routine. That routine helps with quality rather than quantity, which is overall what is going to make you feel best, is the quality of your sleep. No. So you need to focus on what the practices that you're doing, specifically this before sleep, as a priority rather than focusing on I have to get eight or nine hours, that's less important than doing this. So without further ado, that beautiful bedtime routine, which I'm so excited to share, um, starts off with blocking out blue light before bed. Now for at least two hours before bed, you need to use blue light blocking glasses, uh, which are the red-coloured lenses because what happens is the body's main trigger for producing melatonin which is the key sleepiness hormone is darkness now this is why Mm. in this is why in the country or you know when when you're in camp for example when there's no um no light you'll naturally feel pretty tired a few hours after after the sunset now this is yeah it's it's called our primary Zeitgeber, which is the a factor to control the circadian rhythm. And our primary light, Zeitgeber is light. Now, when you're exposed to blue light, that is light that is emitted from phones, devices, laptops, as well as ceiling lights, this suppresses that sleep that this suppresses that process. So you don't produce melatonin as you usually would. So therefore you don't become tired as you mm. usually would. Now this is this is, if, if there's one reason why people outside of feeling stressed, there's one people why people one reason why people can't sleep properly It's excessive blue light.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a thing. Right, just before bed, like people are just scrolling on social media. But does the um you know how you can have like a function on your phone where yeah, it kind of walks out the blue light? Um, does that actually make a difference? Like you know when it has like a nighttime to light to think, thing.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not, not a large difference. There were studies that showed it made about a four percent difference in melatonin levels. So like without your um, without it on, melatonin was blocked by twenty-three percent. With it on, it was blocked by nineteen percent.
0: So yeah, it's really
1: <laughs> marginal, marginal. So you're still mm. you know that that's that's extremely marginal. Um, so yeah, this is this is the most important thing that you need to do in order to get good quality sleep: is to block out blue light. Make it really easier for yourself. Get blue light blocking glasses. Um, there's a few that I recommend. I'm more than happy to share them with you in the show notes with you and your audience for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of outside of that, so that's step one. Step two is to use lavender oil capsules, not just lavender, because lavender oil capsules have been found in multiple clinical trials to improve sleep quality and to reduce anxiety. Specifically, there was one study that found that they reduced anxiety by 45%, which was equivalent to the other, the other um, variable that they were using, which was benzodiazepine, which is a sleeping pill. So a sleeping pill reduced anxiety mm. by
0: 46%.
1: Lavender oil capsules reduced anxiety by 45%, which is huge. And so if you're finding it hard to switch off or you're finding you're waking up at 3 a.m., this is often a signal of high cortisol, which is often a signal of high anxiety, which means that if you use lavender oil capsules, scientifically, statistically, you will be able to sleep better. Reduce anxiety, fall asleep faster and wake up less. And that is a great news for all of us. That's amazing. And are they all natural? It's it is literally just lavender oil capsules. Yeah. And there's also a brand that I recommend um, that I'm happy to share in the show notes that literally yeah. they have the same amount of lavender oil that was used in the scientific trials.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I'll leave them in the show notes because I think a lot of people, well, there's probably loads on the market, right? And it might be confusing trying to find like the right ones yep. and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And you want to have the ones that have the amount of lavender that you, that you, that is compared that was used in these clinical trials, which yeah. is eighty milligrams. Yeah. Um. And so you might you might you know pick one off the shelf and it might say lavender oil, but it might have you know forty. That's what I've seen with some some competitors, and I don't. Then and then you then they won't make such a difference to you when you say, "Oh, Olivia said that this is going to help me, and it didn't." And then, <laughs> but it's just you are using <laughs> the wrong ones.
0: One. one. <laughs> yeah. Don't you blame Olivia, guys? Right. <laughs> That's right. Step three is to
1: um, have a good night phone alarm. So that's when you disconnect from tech one hour before bed. Now, blocking out blue light is good two hours before bed at least. Um, but for all individuals, regardless of your chronotype, which I don't know if I have time in, the, in this podcast, but prototypes is uh, your biological preference to sleep and wake at a particular time. And this means you're a bear, lion, or wolf. If you want more information on that, maybe contact me afterwards. <laughs> um, but um, basically yeah, all individuals, or chronotypes we need to have at least one hour before bed with no phones and no laptops or no devices because this helps not only increase our melatonin but also um, increase the slower brain waves in our brain um, such as theta. So this is more conducive to sleep um now when you're on your phone this encourages a very quick rapid brainwave called called alpha and beta which is why we feel so alert when our, on our phones it's not just the melatonin but it's also that they're highly stimulating and that they trigger the dopamine reward pathway in the brain which is basically the thing that helps us get it feel addicted as you know every time we see an exciting color every time we see a like on our Instagram every time we get a message it lights up the pleasure centers in our brain and we think this is great this is amazing I'm having fun I want to do this again and again and again yeah and then what happens is you'll find that right because it's, it's not just a psychological thing it's biological it's, it's it's the same the dopamine reward pathway is the same pathway that's activated by crack cocaine and sugar now this is wow. what devices do out to our brains right so it's you need to have an alarm to kick you off otherwise it's too easy to just say oh just one more one more one more show one more scroll one more chat we have an alarm disconnect from tech as soon as that alarm goes off you go all right i'm done now after the alarm goes off to make that to make it even easier to get off your phone step four in the in the bedtime routine is to have a shower you can't go on your on the phone when you're in the shower this is this is strategic move for me to place these two back to back trust me (laughs) (laughs) so having a shower though having a shower why is it so good because it helps lower your core body temperature when you emerge from a hot shower to a cooler bathroom, your core body temperature drops. One of the factors to encourage melatonin synthesis is a drop in your core body temperature. So this is why I recommend a shower. Now you want to make sure it's lukewarm, not too hot and have it one hour before bed.
0: Right. Um, And what about like, you know how they say, it's really good to end on, like, a really cold shower. Is that still recommended just before bed?
1: I wouldn't recommend a cold shower because it actually promotes energy and alertness.
0: Oh, so that's it's more like for morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah it helps help you be more alert. Yeah, so cold, cold morning showers, good. Cold, cold evening showers,
0: bad. Okay, got it.
1: Step five in the signature bedtime routine is to have magnesium. Now, this super nutrient is, has been shown in clinical trials to reduce our anxiety levels, which, remember, can help is what may be causing you to be have high cortisol and to wake up in the middle of the night and to be unable to fall asleep. Now, it's been shown to reduce anxiety levels by 31% over the course of four weeks. Um, it's also a mineral that... Throughout time, it's become more depleted through from our food, so, and it's also depleted through stress. So even a lot of us don't realize we're often magnesium deficient. Step six in the bedtime routine is to read a book. Now, reading a book has been shown to reduce stress levels by 68% with the effects beginning in six minutes. If you want to make it super powerful and super consuming for your mind, for example, if you've got one of those busy minds, that just won't switch off then what I recommend is reading the book aloud. It requires much more mental focus and much more attention. So it helps switch off that mind easier.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I think reading aloud definitely helps. And what I actually find helps is also like, well, if I'm reading like a self Southampton book, I like to highlight like any important information as I go, because when I'm highlighting it make like I'm then being so like focused on exactly where I'm reading whereas sometimes you know when you read a page and like you'll read it and you're not like properly focused and you're like I I literally can't remember what I just read so you have to like read it all over again but when you highlight it you're actually like more like laser focused so that also helps
1: definitely definitely um I'd love to get your after this you should share uh, your recommendations on books yeah, yeah outside of my own bear lion wolf of course yeah
0: of course. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> of, course, of course um and then step seven of the signature bedtime routine is to wear an eye mask um, because again remember light before bed is not good but light throughout the, throughout the night is not good either so wearing an eye mask is going to help you and again i have enough i have a recommendation for one that i personally use which is 100%
0: light blocking. Oh. That's a bedtime routine. Wow. Uh, so that's like, yeah, that's... So, and I feel like mm-hmm. it's such simple, like simple things that everyone can do as well. Um, but the thing with the light thing, like, for example, I... When I go to sleep, I don't close, like, my curtains fully. Like, I have, like, a flowy one and then, like, a like a blocking one. Because I kind of like waking up to natural light. Is that bad? Or doesn't really matter?
1: No, waking... No, waking up to natural light is is beneficial, definitely, but it's more important in the evening to be using blackout blinds, so you know the, the black ones. Mm. So make your room like literally like like as dark as possible. Like I mean, like it's like pitch black. Yeah, and I guess a way to a way to mediate that is to use the um, smart lights, which can reflect daylight and wake you up. With that, you know, gentle, warm sunlight, sunlight style. I would, I would recommend that over having no blackout blinds and then being and then being awoken by natural light.
0: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And um, earlier you mentioned how it's not just about um, the quantity of sleep. Obviously, it's about the quality of sleep. How do you know if you're getting good enough, like quality sleep? So this
1: is when you wake feeling rested, rejuvenated, replenished, you feel balanced in your energy, you feel ready to face the day. You don't feel like you need to go and have, you know, seven coffees to, to wake up. Yeah. I know it might be distant memory for a lot of people, but <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what sleep can give you.
0: Yeah. Obviously you said like a common thing is people waking up. Personally, I have like good sleep. Like I sleep throughout the night, but sometimes what I find hard is getting a good sleep I guess routine where I can like go to sleep early and wake up early because you know once you get into the cycle of going to sleep late and then waking up not like really late but just you know in the morning it's so hard to get out of that so do you have any advice on someone that is more of a night owl and tends to kind of stay up later and obviously like looking at lights and all that kind of stuff still sleeps well but just getting to the routine of sleeping earlier waking up earlier
1: for sure um interesting so this is actually you know i mentioned i touched on chronotype before so yes. um that's actually that's actually what this is all about so a chronotype is your biological preference to wake at a particular time be it mid early or late so early mid or late so a night owl is termed a wolf mm-hmm. and there's somebody that loves to go to sleep around like 12 wow. or even one o'clock in the morning and they don't like to wake until about, like, 8 or 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, very common in Europe, I must say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, I was so late in Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And then you've got the other end of the spectrum, which is a lion who likes to wake up and go to bed really early. So, like, they like to be in bed by, like, 10 o'clock and wake up around, like, 6. So they're the ones, like, getting up, you know, earliest. Mm. And then you've got the ones in the middle, and they're the bears, and they wait, like to wake around 7 and Go to sleep around 11. Yeah. Um, so, tips for those for different chronotypes, particularly those who are a wolf that might want to get to bed earlier um, and wake up earlier. Um, so, I mentioned in the bedtime routine that you need to block out light for at least three hours for bed. Sorry, two hours for bed. If you're a wolf, I'd recommend blocking out for at least three hours for bed. That's going to help you get to sleep that little bit earlier um in addition i feel like so in the morning one of the best things to reset your circadian rhythm and to essentially mean that you stop producing melatonin that sleepiness hormone earlier in the morning so you're more alert in the morning but then as a result of stopping that in the morning earlier you also produce it earlier that night
0: Mm.
1: Where you tired up earlier and more alert earlier in the morning. So that's one of the things to do this is to get um, 40 minutes of morning sunlight in the first hour of being awake. So literally as soon as you wake up, I want you to get up out of bed, go into sunlight and go and do some gentle movement. So you start start the day off with meditation and gentle movement. Now that can be like, just like a, a walk, it could just be like a stretch. I'm not talking, you know, go and do like a hip workout, you know, at at six or seven o'clock in the morning when you're tired. I just mean go and be in sunlight, natural sunlight for at least 40 minutes when you wake up in the first hour. Um, and if you're super fatigued and, you know, even just like literally walking anywhere is too much, that's okay too. Just literally just go and like sit in the sun, you know, have a cup of tea. If you have, have your coffee, if you're having it, um you know do some meditation do some journaling read or just simply just sit there in the sun it's going to help you feel a lot more alert in the morning and help you feel a lot more tired earlier that evening
0: and how important is the movement part in that then is there like a link between sunlight and movement
1: yeah it's more so so there's a link between sunlight and suppressing melatonin which helps you feel less tired and it's and then also sunlight helps your body produce serotonin and an awakening hormone um but also exercise helps your body produce serotonin that an awakening hormone and also dopamine the hormone and a hormone that awakens you but also dopamine and serotonin also help your body feel pleasure They're, they're the happiness hormones so okay you like if, if you hate mornings, then starting the day with exercise, physiologically, even if it's just like a gentle walk, especially if it's in the sun, is going to help you feel more alert, more energised and just happier. Yeah. Which I think is a big factor, you know. I think we need to feel happy to be out, out and about, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think, like, movement in the morning definitely is just, like, it helps you just feel more productive in the day as well. But um in terms of yeah, and in terms of going back to like sleep and like hacking sleep, could you say anything around aside from like the evening routine and bedtime routine? Is there aside from that, can you recommend anything else that kind of will help you prepare for like a better sleep things to do in the day perhaps or even getting like blood tests to like can it show the quality of your sleep and how to improve it?
1: So what I'd recommend is so the blood test. So my friends drop biohealth they've got a blood testing kit that can give you biomarkers on not just your sleep but a whole range of things one of the most important for sleep though is cortisol if you have elevated levels of cortisol chances are you won't be sleeping well so that's a really good first thing to do is you check you you, you understand where's my body at now where's my body at today yeah when you get those results or you know you get those results then and then you want to start doing that bedtime routine that we just went through
2: But you also learn your chronotype. Now I've got a chronotype quiz on my website so that will indicate to you, all right, do I need to have, for example, two hours of blocking out light before bed or do I need three hours and a few other factors that I share um, with everyone that that does that quiz and, you know, is part of my email list. Um, And so that's going to help you as well as implementing some some of the things that I've just recommended, you know, as part of Um, your morning routine for example making sure that you are getting so for 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 those sort of wolves that later prototype they need 40 minutes of morning sunlight whereas if you're a lion or a bear Mm. you need 20 minutes now in that 20 minutes make sure that you're exposed to natural sunlight and ideally doing some movement Um, these factors are going to help you sleep better in the evening and also feel more alert and awake in the morning Um, but the most but the most important thing is to also not just not just give yourself, okay, cool, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this like forever. All right, so what you wanna do is take that test, implement all these changes for um, for three months. If you want some support on that, reach out to me. I've got like a I've got an online program, I do my coaching programs, I've got lots of options for you. And then then you wanna take the blood test again three months later because from my understanding, blood typically renews itself in 90 day cycles. And so the efforts that you've made throughout that 90 days are going to be evident. And if you've seen improvements in your biomarkers, then you're going to know, great, it's not just that I'm feeling better, but actually physiologically, my, I'm, I'm getting better. My cortisol level is decreasing, as well as the other biomarkers that um, are indicating that how, how healthy I'm being, you know, inflammation yeah. markers, things like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's really important to not just have like a strategy, but also have a structured yeah. approach and to know that, okay, here are my
0: clients. Yeah, I love that. And when you say getting out like first thing in the morning, does it have to be like literally first thing in the morning or can it just be like general morning? <laughs> like is that a question but sometimes I like wake up and I want to do like my morning routine and like do my journaling and meditation and that's kind of like an hour late like an hour and then you know then I'll go out and move but is it only like you know when you kind of first kind of wake up
2: so the circadian rhythm is the most sensitive in the first hour upon waking so ideally you want to be outside there but if if it's really like impossible for you or you just want like a a step towards that, but you're not ready to go all in, then even if you do want to do some meditation and journaling inside, then just sit by a brightly. Uh, yeah, a no, usually filter. I'll do it outside.
0: In the sun. Um, so I guess that kind of works the same. Yeah. Okay. And I have one last question for you, um, because you mentioned you were into spirituality before, and I kind of wanted to see your, I guess, like opinion yeah. on, do you think if there's like a link between, what you think about just before sleep and if it impacts your subconscious brain. So, for example, you know, I hear when people say it's best to like manifest stuff like just before bed or like just when you wake up because your brain is more on that, like, you know, you're a bit sleepy. So, and
2: this is really cool because it's not just like I think spirituality cops some like, flack, you know, about it being woo woo or whatever. But what's really cool is, um, in terms of actually the psychology, cause I studied, I majored in psychology. So psychologically your memory, you have the greatest recollection of the things that you encode last. So if you encode, if you, if you are thinking about something last in the evening, that is the most memorable, that is the most deepest, um, no, I'm not explaining this so well. So the things that you're thinking about just before bed are encoded or transferred to long-term memory the most, more so information that's, that's, um, in, that's recalled earlier from the day. So, for example, if you are manifesting, you know, on affirmations in the evening like I am at the perfect place at the perfect time. Yeah. No. And this is exactly where i need to be then that is going to be remembered the most in your memory than if you were to say it throughout the day so yes it does matter yeah
0: would that be the same in the morning too or is it just before bed
2: so in terms of um, transferring information from short term to long-term memory that's just before you go to bed
0: okay that's so interesting
2: that's when it has the most the greatest impact you still transfer memory you still just transfer information from short term to long term memory all throughout the day mm. but the thing is what happens last has the greatest uptake yeah
0: so we all should be doing our manifestations before bed <laughs> basically
2: definitely definitely
0: yeah and do you, dreams do you like do you know much about dreams in terms of like if they mean things um so random right so I did a sound healing um a couple of weeks back and ever since that sound healing session I don't normally dream really that much like I don't remember my dreams if I do but I don't really feel like I dream much but after that sound healing session I literally started having the most like especially the first two nights the most vivid crazy dreams it was like a, it was like a movie And I don't know if there's like a correlation between it was like, I don't know, awakened my subconscious or something. But after that, I was just really like, I was just wondering, like, do you think it has, you know, does it mean anything?
2: So there's a lot of, there's a lot of correlation between um, meditation and getting into a more meditative state and vivid dreams. And I would say that Sound healing allows you to move into that meditative state, therefore would allow you to um, have more vivid, more vivid dreams. Absolutely. Um, in terms of the actual context of dreams, like you know, mm. a fire or water or whatever, um, at the moment there's no evidence that indicates right. what that context means. It may be linked to emotional processing. It may be linked to um, your subconscious. There's no clear indication. Um, The only, like, real outstanding scientific indication is that um, there is correlation between vivid dreams and meditation.
0: Yeah. Well, that probably seems why then.
2: My sleep retreat in 2023, that's what we're focused on.
0: Yeah. Are you doing these retreats? Do you know where you're doing your retreats yet or still planning?
2: We're looking at Byron Bay first of course byron spiritual places yeah of course yeah
0: yeah yeah. i love that um but i would definitely
2: at doing Bali. that's a spiritual home and um yes yeah but i think i think i think byron is byron is really special and i think especially right now there's still you know there's still some challenges with travel and you know especially Mm. like Vaccinations and you know travel risks, things like that. There's still, I guess, I, I feel like there's greater ease with having a, an event like that in Australia. Um, so that's sort of my main, I guess, reason I want to have it in Australia first. Um, but Bali is my spiritual yeah. home, so it will be that. That'll be my next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah first, Byron.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll still be in Bali when you do your retreat there, so I can come. <laughs> I
1: would
0: love that. I'd love that, sure. Yeah. So I always leave my listeners with um, a challenge of the week. Do you have a challenge of the week that you can give our listeners? I mean, aside from the seven-step sleep routine. <laughs> um, that's
2: what I was going to do. All right, um, other than that, <laughs> I challenge them. Challenge the readers to take my chronotype quiz.
0: Okay.
2: okay. Two two challenges. Take my oh. chronotype quiz and take take your take the drop bio blood um, blood biomarker test.
0: So what is that? Is that can, is that like an on, online? Mm-hmm.
2: Um so they literally you order online and they send it out to you, and then it's you it's like a blood sampling test. And then you send them the blood by a mail. It's like all, you know, like medically approved and everything. And then they process mm-hmm. your blood and then they send you back the results.
0: Uh, and then is that specifically for like sleep or just kind of shows you everything?
2: It is- there's heaps of stuff they show you. So you've got sleep, you get inflammation markers, indicators of of delete disease risks. There's over 30, over thirty blood biomarkers um, that indicate sleep, stress, energy levels, nutrition, exercise, diet, inflammation, and alcohol consumption. That's so really comprehensive. Yeah,
0: I'll leave the link down in the show notes for people to find. Please as well do. as your website. Yeah, that- um, so
2: the the key key takeaways do the blood test do the chronotype quiz start the bedtime routine
0: yeah (laughs) and where can our listeners find you
2: so i'm on instagram as olivia arizolo um, which is a r olivia a r e double z o l o i'm also on my website under the same name um those are probably the two best places and then you can email me as well if you want if you want to chat but yeah i think starting with my email with my instagram or my um website are good places definitely saying hello and you know letting them letting me know that you've connected via this podcast would be so beautiful and yeah i'm always excited to hear like what's been the most valuable feedback sorry most valuable thing to learn and um the best takeaway So anyone listening who feels called to do that i would love to hear from you
0: amazing yeah I actually remembered I did actually do your test thing because obviously I knew we were recording podcasts together but I did it I think I did it wrong because I put down like my preferred sleeping time and wake up time to like what I'm currently yeah, 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 in yeah. yeah so it so it said I was a bear I think um I feel like at the moment my sleep routine is more in the wolf area so yeah maybe I need to do, do it, again.
2: it again do the actual <laughs> what's actually happening not your preferences
0: yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time and this has been such an insightful podcast. I think people are going to great get great value from this. So, thank you. Thank thank you, for you. Your time. It's been so beautiful to connect. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um I'm sorry about the sound quality towards the end of the episode. Um Olivia was currently in Mykonos, so she was just trying to find um, locations around her hotel, so I hope you don't mind, but it was a super candid, um, super just raw conversation, so I really hope that you enjoyed this episode, if you did, please give this podcast a rating and a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, it would really mean a lot, thank you so much, and I will speak to you angels next week, bye!